Hello, this is Erica, editor of Sold Magazine, and welcome to episode 33 of In the Spray Room, Sold's podcast with some of the best and brightest artists getting up in the streets today. We are bringing out the lighter side of these creatives, interviewing them in a less structured environment, but this is just one way that Sold tells the stories of these artists. For our daily content, our daily dose, check us out on soldmagny.com. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Today's crew consists of myself, Stella Bella, Bike Girl. Hello. And Big Ronnie. Hello, everybody. Before we introduce our special guest, Big Ronnie, tell us what's going on. Well, happy holidays, everybody. It's cold outside. It's snowy. People are back from Basel. It's cold. I'm very happy that they have to be cold now that they're back because we were not warm when they were warm. So it's only fair. Enjoy your jackets. Happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays. Remember to get Happy a Christmas holidays. tree, get a Hanukkah bush, get Feliz what Navidad. You do, whatever you celebrate with, <laughs> celebrate with your people, celebrate with your street artist friends, and paint something. 2018 is almost over. Thank God. For those <laughs> or you, whoever you want to thank. For those of you who need last minute gifts, and don't we all, kids, don't we all, we are going to be publishing our holiday shopping guide. It's already up on sold. Take a look. There will be some new additions. There will be some things taken down. Things sell out. Do you understand? Get there. Take a look. So, Bike Girl, I'm pretty excited to talk about our special guest today. I can understand why. Now, what I'm more excited to talk about is that John and Christy aren't here. <laughs> So they're both annoyed. <laughs> Lots to right, talk about. Right off the bat, they're both annoyed that they can't be here for this interview. Their because, ears are ringing. Oh, I'm one of them is probably camped. Got got a sniper outside well, to listen to all of this. John has been here enough. You know, he's got a camera in here somewhere. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Well, we know he can't hide him in his pant legs. So <laughs> that's true. So John and Christy, hi. Sorry you missed it, but then again, you were there and we weren't. So. That's enough obfuscation for the crowd. Our guests are the two of the three curators of the Akamal Arts Festival that was down in Mexico just a couple of weeks ago. We have our friend of soul, Rena Gray, and Erin Coe here. Hello, ladies. Hello. So the, the co-producer is Erin's uh, title. I uh, asked her that in the pre-show and didn't write it down. So thank you very much for correcting me, Rena. I appreciate it. So we loved hearing that this uh, festival was coming together a couple of months ago. Rena came to us, uh, showed us the list of artists involved, invited some sold people down. Obviously, John and Christy jumped on it. And they, you guys had a great time. It looked like it was unbelievable. Before we get into uh, Tarantula's and baby turtles, <laughs> and Christy not leaving the country for the first time, and all that fun stuff. <laughs> Let's talk about how it came about, because it's it's it, it's a cool project, and uh, you know our fans definitely want to hear about it and, and hear about what you guys are going to do to do that again. Because it sounds like there was nothing that went wrong. Please tell us about it. Oh my God. Okay. Well, thanks for having me on. Um, this is Aaron. Uh, this really started off as a 
I think technically a meeting to have some lights changed on the bridge that ended up being painted. Um, it the festival took place in a, in a pueblo uh, called Acumal, Acumal Pueblo. Uh, that area is very beautiful. It's part of Quintana Roo. It's near Tulum. A lot of New Yorkers know that area quite well. It's very beautiful. Caribbean Sea, jungle, Mayan culture. Um, the Pueblo itself um, hasn't always received the most funding from all the tourism that's down there. And that's actually, as the area gets more popular, becoming more extreme. So our uh, director of all, <laughs> our, our queen, the reina of, of uh, Akumal, was having a meeting with the Delgado of Akumal about doing some community cleanup and projects. And they actually conceived of an idea of an arts festival. Um, it didn't completely, the arts element didn't completely come out of the blue because it's associated with a center that uh, Jennifer owns and I'm also involved in called Tortuga Escondida. That is a center for arts and sciences in the jungle. Uh, we host artist residencies and we host uh, scientific university school groups who come and study in the environment. And we're really all about community engagement from there. So the festival was kind of a natural extension of that. Um, so we had this vision. It was actually, it's kind of crazy, just a little bit less than a year ago. Um, and so we were planning on it and planning on it. Um, and fortunately, this spring, Rena, who's a very old friend of mine, but who I hadn't seen for years, showed up at an art expo of mine. And I follow her, Walking Girl NYC. And uh, like a light bulb went off when I saw her and I was like, you, can you help me spread the word to <laughs> oh, New York wow. artists? Yes. And, and this festival has been so much bigger and better than we ever thought. And a huge part of that is actually thanks to Rena, who's been an amazing, ended up as a co-curator as well as a co-producer of the festival. I, I, I'm just, I want to thank you, actually. I'm so blown away because it really started off as me going, can you help me, like, spread the word to artists? Mm -hmm. And you did so much more, and it became so much more. So I know when she came it. to us to help promote it, and, and can you guys mm -hmm. be a part of this, it did seem like you didn't have as big of a role as you ended up yeah. when you were going down. I was like, Rena is really running this show. Yes. <laughs> Key part of it. Yeah. Well, it's always important to have someone that speaks artist. Yes, yes. And I, I mean, you can't underestimate the need to be able to speak artists, to be able to coordinate a show like that. Yeah. And actually, um, to be a modest for a moment, I think we ended up with the ideal team, which is why you said something like nothing went wrong. Like, really, Literally, very went little went wrong, <laughs> if nothing. Yeah, maybe nothing. And I think it's because we had Rena, who really knows artists. She was an excellent curator. She was an excellent liaison. Uh, Jennifer, again, who heads it up, is like the master of organizing events. Uh, Jake Clone, who is the her the other curator, who uh, is from Leeds originally but lives in Mexico, is also a street artist himself. So he really knew what the artists would need. Um, and then we have a couple other people, uh, Marty Johnston and myself, who helped with like the coordination of everything. So it was like it was kind of amazing. We had this core team. Well, um, yeah, just the hospitality that you showed are. Critics, honestly, you invited critics down. That's what these people do. They write stories about artists and what they do, whether it's good or bad. You understand that, right? And report back a beachside condo helps, right? Yes. Get in the right mood. Yes. Do you well, want to come look at art and go to I'm, the beach? This is what I'm getting to. John Domine, 
who travels more than everybody at this table and everybody at the next table down the block. Everyone I know. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> more than anyone I He's know. He's actually home for four <laughs> days in a row now, and I think everyone's in shock. He told us that you uh, treated him to the most luxurious vacation of his life. <laughs> luxurious <laughs> was the word That makes me so happy. Yeah. This um. man, I'm sure he doesn't stay at bungalows on the road when he travels. You know, he, he, he stays at nice places. And for him to have been treated so well by you guys, I just want to say thank you. Oh, mm-hmm. Uh, not Absolutely. only is he a tough, tough guy, he's Mr. Smiles, but if something went wrong, we would have heard you about it. You would have known, yeah. And we didn't hear anything. Well, I really That's credit, true. again, Jennifer, who's the queen of hospitality, but also the community of Akumal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm going to, there's not really a, a more gracious way to say it, but like between the Pueblo and the, the Playa side, the beach and the city side, are it's really a pretty hard division between, like, say, the haves and haves not, have yeah. nots. Yeah. And the yeah. people on the beach side, were very generous. And so I also want to extend a huge thanks to them because it was their gorgeous houses that they gave to the artists and the critics and Mm -hmm. anybody who came down to make this thing work. It was like, we don't, it was all volunteer run and all donation based. And it was like, well, we need to make this as good for everyone as possible. So yeah, I mean, it, this project honestly is the best example I have ever seen experienced firsthand of what happens when everybody says yes like the Pueblo said yes, the government said yes, the people with the houses said yes, the artists said yes, and everybody also said thank you. And it was amazing. It was amazing. But you also, I, I want to tip my hat to you because, you know, you could have invited anyone based on their work, but you invited very, very nice people. Rena. Yes. Very nice. I'm just scanning the list, but Damian Mitchell, Dirk, uh, the, uh, Dennis, and Maria. He's leading from up Sint. to a very important question. You sure? <laughs> I don't know what I am. I'm, I'm complimenting oh. them on, on selecting people <laughs> like Daniel Mastrian and Ramiro and just really nice uh, people that I know I've liked to work with. But they also have something else in common. You're talking about people that have ambition that actually have a work ethic, that follow through, Mm -hmm. that show up on time, that if you say, I need you to be there by 10, they're going to be there at 10. You're not, that's when you read off the list, you're talking, you see nice and I see committed, professional professional people and what a difference that makes. Absolutely. Absolutely. That was a key point and who I sort of reached out to first was people also that I've had experiences with or people that I've met or people I've had conversation with. You know, it's very important to me to, you know, to extend that invitation to to those people that I know and admire and have interacted with. So, is it nice person or good art? Both. That I can't. Okay, fine. Yes, it, it's it's well, a mixture. They're not mutually exclusive. <laughs> I jumped too quick. Yes, it can, but isn't that very difficult? And doesn't that also narrow the selection pool? Yes. Yes and no. Yes and no. Discuss. This is why okay, I'm here to yeah. ask those intriguing questions, I will questions, say ladies. the street weeds out the bad artists because they don't last all that long in the community. There, there's True. just really no room for diva in the international street art community without everybody True. knowing it. So you always got a core of really good people because they depend on each other in so many ways, too, around the world. True. I mean, it really is like a dysfunctional family. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, we saw that in real time with people helping each other out. Yes. I mean, actually, the conditions, again, to all, to your credit, picking people, and to all the professional artists, to their credit, the conditions that we were painting under, okay, the houses were nice, we're on the beach, whatever, 
it's Mexico. It's hot. You're on the concrete in like the highway in like like 95 degree weather. Those were challenging with like kind of like janky Mexican scaffolding. (laughs) So it was like everybody rose to the occasion. Everybody was graceful and everybody helped each other. It sounds like people would dribble over themselves to do it again. It's what it sounds like. I mean, it was fun. It was fun. It was really fun. Somebody, Somebody, I forget who it was, said that it was like art camp. And it really felt like art camp. It just every it was just well, such that, a community. That uh, additional piece that Christy did about the kids and mm-hmm. all the products. She oh, she reached out to me. She funny. goes, I know I don't want to overkill with all these Akamal <laughs> no. stories, but I have this really special thing I want to write about the kids and all the the projects mm-hmm. that were going on. There were multiple things that the kids could get involved in. Every day they were making masks mm-hmm. one day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They had all kinds of workshops. Damien taught a, a spray paint, spray paint yeah. workshop Work. that was just yeah. so much fun to watch. <laughs> the kids loved it, yeah. and he was I loved amazing. him. Yeah. yeah, him with kids, please. Oh, he's awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was yeah. just great. The community engagement was such an important piece for all of us, uh, and it was, it, I mean, this is a place where like the school system is not particularly well funded for sure they don't have art classes and for this time period it was like kids were just walking from art class to art class and well, and, and there was a flag project that was started uh the su- this summer so every kid in the pueblo basically painted like a their own flag and um they were hung up for the festival so for, i think for a lot of those kids not only was it the first time they got to do art making but it was publicly displayed and celebrated and it made their town beautiful. And it was just, it was such an important, awesome piece. And I think it's one of the reasons things went so well as well. Because, yeah. listen, as soon as you get the kids, the parents are also on board. Of course, it's good for the whole community. So, yes, more workshops next year, everybody. <laughs> now, I had an up-close-and-personal workshop with Damian Mitchell. <laughs> what does that mean? He, uh, I was fortunate enough to be asked to be the subject of one of his murals. Oh, I yes. see. Lucky. And he came over for a shoot, and I had to find a rain slicker because he wanted me as a bearded lighthouse keeper. <laughs> and we took some, some pictures with your blue typical light old man in the sea. There's multiple phases of the. And that piece is now riding at uh, the centrifuge uh, uh, Greenpoint. Greenpoint walls. It's on McGinnis and DuPont, and uh, it's the biggest my likeness has ever been. I am humbled beyond words. D, thank you so much. Jess, thank you so much for taking care of that man and making and, me such and a lovely what, human and being. And what he had told us right before he left for Akamal was the piece that he did down there was like a secondary uh, of, of that nautically, series. Nautically themed. Uh-huh. With the, uh, the fishermen. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Good dude, good project. So uh, I'll... Gonna do my best I like to try that guy's mustache. <laughs> I mean, that, you know, he did a beard up yeah, here in yeah. Brooklyn, but in in Mexico, it that guy had a mustache. powerful it was a, it mustache. Was a solid mustache, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Solid power stash. to the stash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, one of our crack reporters and contributors, Joanna Pan, mm-hmm. tipped me off. Yes, she wasn't there. You know that she submitted a question. She couldn't be here today. Tell oh. us about the tarantulas. That that is all, Erin. Oh, I thought I it was all you. Of tarantula. But I took... well, I do have one tarantula story. But yeah, so Erin, yes, the only one because never again. <laughs> so Aaron you took, only need one. Erin made me come out to the jungle one night. I was too tired I was to drive. Terrified, <laughs> and it was at night. So at night, things crawl, things creep around, and so we got to the center, and 
<laughs> there on the door is a humongous bug. I, like, I've never seen a bug that size. Basically, held my breath as I walk through the door. And as we're walking through the hallway, somebody pointed to the ceiling and said, oh, look, there's a tarantula <laughs> standing in the, in the crack of the ceiling in the wall. This is just a tarantula just standing there. And I had to walk by it. So with everything in me, it just kind of, I think I just mouthed, oh, my God, 50 times as I walked by it. <laughs> and it didn't fall. You yeah. were you were silently screaming I was on the inside screaming. the whole time. I didn't realize that at the time because I was just I was just I was there. terrified. I, I used to live there, so I'm sort of used to yeah. it. immune to them. So yeah, yeah. They don't they don't they really, don't really do know. Yeah, they happy. migrate once a year. We're yeah. in the West, and that's weird because you'll be driving down the road and they're crossing the road like ten yes. at a time. Yes, that happens that's down there, creepy. but in the spring, like you can go yeah. through the jungle at night, you'll see tarantulas crossing. But yeah. really, they're just Did happy fuzzy the spi- spiders. No. Yeah, because wasn't it? Wouldn't it? They just hang out. No, they just hang out. You're not. You're not a typical. I mean, you're you're bigger than a bird, but they are big. They're like six inches long. I guess. I mean, they're like. Oh yeah. There's some that get like birds. Yeah. No, I think that's in Australia. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, everything. This area of uh, Mexico actually has very little dangerous wildlife. There are very few things that can hurt you in the land or the sea. That's a good thing. It is a good thing. I mean, lots of like crazy looking stuff. No stingray story there. Yeah. No. (laughs) Okay. So although I, when we get Damian Mitchell in for a a talk, he's got to tell the hermit crab story. Oh. I'm not going to steal his thunder. Okay. I'm going to tune in for that one. Oh, wait, this is from Mexico. This was one day. Yeah. All right, really? I'm telling it. No, no, no. Don't tell it. Story. Don't tell it. Tune in when uh, Damien comes in. I will tune in. We'll make right. sure that he tells the hermit crab right. story. You can tell us after All right, deal. Podcast. Okay. okay, so I know any artist that's listening is like, oh, my God, I want to jump off a building just because I missed this festival. <laughs> and, you know, what do I have to do? Do I have to, you know, cut off a toe Big Lebowski style in order to get in? Next year, we love toes. what's going? <laughs> there you go, oh pinky God. toes preferred, kids. <laughs> so what? What? I, I'm speaking for you now. Obviously, you're doing this again since it was a success, correct? Yes. Correct. Okay. So how and when and what do people have to do? And ah, uh, let's talk about what's next. Um, at some point, we will have an open call um, for artists to sign up. Um. We have a mailing list um, that you can join if you go to uh, the website or, or to Instagram. our Instagram page. There'll be a link to sign up. Also on my Instagram, there's a link to the mailing list. So you can sign up and we will send you information. We'll send you announcements. We'll tell you when open call starts and you'll have all the info that you need. Now, but you really don't need to send in a tow. You no. can if that's well, you know thing, what? They could be nice and they could be professional between now and then. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> that's a good that's one. that might be harder than a tarot. <laughs> <laughs> You're playing for keeps. Oh my god. <laughs> so the idea is the same first week of November 2019. Is that the? It will be the exact same dates. Um, it's right in between Day of the Dead and Thanksgiving. Ah. So actually, if you wanted to come down for a little extra time on either side, it's a good time to be mm. down there. Day of the Dead is oh my, God. my favorite. Day of the Dead in the Jungle. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good time. You mentioned earlier uh, that you are you started a new nonprofit for this. Uh, what we've done is, uh, Rena and I have 
formed a collective, artist collective. Is that yes, that's <laughs> what, what we're I meant. talking about? Okay. Yeah, we realized that we have this great, super professional international group of artists, amazing, um, and that we wanted to keep the good vibes going and make projects. So we now have the Akumal Artist Collective uh, that Rena and I are basically spearheading. We're going to be applying to different kinds of shows and festivals with it. Um, our next, the thing we've just applied for is actually Spring Break Art Show, which happens March 5th to the 11th. I don't know if we're in it yet or not, but either <laughs> oh, way, everybody crossed. should go because it's an amazing show that takes place in a four times square where um, traditionally they take underutilized spaces or just atypical spaces yeah. and they have different groups. They were in the, the Morgan Post Office oh, for a couple so of years and that was such an amazing yeah. venue. And they're really into experiential and sort of installation based and it kind of feels like a, a, an art carnival in and of itself. It's it's a lovely event. So, so you don't know yet we'll if it's going to be there I don't, again? I, or no, it, it, it moves it'll around. Times yeah, it'll be, is year. it going to be in Times Square this so, year? Yes. Yeah. yeah, as I understand it. A couple of years ago, they had a gallery, um, and it was all Basquiat drawings that had never been seen. Oh, yeah. I mean, they uh-huh. actually hit the sweet spot between emerging artists <laughs> who are still kind of rock and roll, but oh, not yeah. off the rails, and then they'll have something like that. Which yeah, is totally and then they'll have just like the amazing. weird installation where people like me just stand in the middle and say, I know it's supposed to mean something, yeah. but today's probably not the day I'm going to figure what it, that is. <laughs> It'll come to me <laughs> but, in my but, but you enjoy it, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, why yeah. I love going, yeah. because I love like, staring what? at something and saying, what? Yeah. So I'm I'm in comic mode lately. So you guys are first introductions to the podcast, but now I want to go a little deeper and raise the value of this podcast and include an origin story. Mm. Oh, Rena, you ready? It's your first first time talking to the listeners. Who are you? Where are you from? Oh my god! Why are you so awesome? <laughs> well, we don't have time. That's true. Oh! Oh! <laughs> That's the answer he was looking for. Done. Mic drop. (laughs) Um, I am originally from the Bronx. I grew up in Palm Parkway, uh, so I've been in New York my whole life. I've bounced around a little bit just to travel around and try something new, but I am a New York girl. Um, I went to LaGuardia High School, the fame school, so I've been around the arts for a long time. What was your art in high school? I was a singer. I no am way. a singer. Yeah. Well, why well, haven't we done karaoke friends. together? <laughs> like private origin why story. Now you know. An event for next year's festival yes. is karaoke no, night. Artists love artists karaoke. They night. love doing karaoke. It's Everybody's always a good time. As this <laughs> thing streams, <laughs> like no fucking karaoke. Oh my god, I'm out. <laughs> Never going back to Mexico again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I sing. And uh, my mother is actually an artist. She, uh, she's been painting and doing leather work since she was young, and now she's a jewelry designer. So I've been around the arts my whole life. And um, actually, the way I got my walking girl NYC moniker was because I used to walk to work every day um, to Times Square from the Upper East Side. And uh, we moved down to uh, the financial district and I had my walk got very long. Um, you kept walking? I kept walking. Ooh. I can only do it in the morning because I have lots of energy in the morning. But my walk got very long. And I started walking through the East Village, the West Village, Soho. Anything to keep from walking the same street every day. Different route. Correct. Oh, yeah. And 
it just became very interesting because that's where all the street art is. Then she realized so, she wasn't the only one. Yes. Then I, <laughs> I realized there's a whole community out here and it just started from there. And, you know, once you start, it just becomes an obsession. So Passion. You know, passion. Passion. Passion's a good word. Yes. So important. Passion's much better than addiction. Yes. <laughs> um, well said. Yes. Now, so, we met at... Bushwick Collective 17? Or was it 16? Sure. Is that possible? It was. I, I know that was where... I, I think 16. 16, yeah. yeah. I think yep. 16. It wasn't last year. That was kind of when... That was when Christy yes. uh, joined Sold. And, right? Because we were just talking about that. That was the... Uh, that was when she, she joined. And Rena shows up at the best parties. Of <laughs> All the best parties. All the best parties. So, okay, so recap time. Akamal was a big hit. We're going to do it again. Open call for artists coming soon. Check Walking Girl NYC's feed and Akamal Arts Collective. What is arts the... Festival. Akamal oh, Arts... Oh, the collect. Well, the collective. What's your... Co- I guess we should uh, name them both just so people know how oh, yes. to find you. Akamal Arts Festival, sorry. Yeah, if you we go to the Akamal Arts Festival Instagram page, you'll get a link to the... To festival announcements and that will lead you to the collective and whatever other information you need i have one question for you sure since you have a platform is there an artist out there somewhere around the world that you would love to come next year oh. who is your dream that you want to put it out there now to get it in the universe oh so oh, it can one? you should ask for five top five wow. there we go top five three top three three three, three. go go oh, that's Oh my God. Oh my but God. no, because you put because things into the universe and it happens. <laughs> it know. has to be put out there in words yes, so that people repeat it right, and it. it just becomes a thing. Oh my God. Oh my like, God. God like a crazy amount of pressure. James Bulla. Mm. Oh, that'd be did easy. He's his, a really nice guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I love He would probably part. be very easy to get. He's a nice guy. I love him. He's also professional. I'd like Excellent. to have a cigar on the beach with Findak. Throw him in there, pretty please. Ooh, Findak, yes. Mm. And he's another professional he's guy. He's a friend of Sold now. Yes. Uh-huh. Friend of Sold. Friend of Sold. Yes. I'm sorry. That was just my bonus. Two more. No, no. That's a good one. Oh, two more. <laughs> um, actually, made a list on my phone. I started mm. a list on my phone, and you made me turn my phone off. <laughs> no, I just said the ringer had to be off, not the whole phone. I'm not a... Oh, my oh. God. How, your phone is off. How would you know what your friends are eating? <laughs> You're not going to know for like an hour. Stella, for all future guests, please uh, write out moved the rules. On to dessert. So there's no miscommunication. Oh. I've been checking steadily. Well, Cypress would be amazing because I love him. I love everybody. I say that about it. <laughs> I love everybody because I'm a fan and I do love everybody. But Cypress would be incredible. His portraits are amazing. Um, He's great with kids. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, he does a lot of work with kids groups and things Uh, like that. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Speaking of kids, you saw life, did you not, on the beach? Actually, we did not. Oh, you did not? John and Chris. Oh, I thought that was a whole, like, town thing. They all came out for the baby turtle hatching. No, no, those lucky so-and-sos, they just walked out in the back of their luxurious accommodations onto the beach, and it was happening. Yeah. Like just there for them. The last like, walk on the just beach. Just a little something extra for exactly. your welcome. Yeah. Sold magazine. Magic. You're welcome. <laughs> the universe says 
The universe says turtles all the way down. <laughs> yeah, it's turtles all, all the way down. down. You know, universe for your lovely photos. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, no, you'll have to ask them about it. Yeah, that was It was pretty party. magical, though. They posted to everybody, and everybody was like, oh. And that was Rena's birthday. So I actually think of them as being that Rena's was the birthday birthday. turtles. Bir- who gets turtles. birthday turtles? If My you God. make me sing Circle of Life right now, I will. <laughs> I mean, no, it was a very, very good birthday. <laughs> very good birthday. And that was the f- only the, f- that was the five minutes of the entire month that John wasn't suffering from FOMO. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Oh no, he was worried about what was going on. No, back he was here worried about what was going on back here. That's yeah. why I said yeah. that five minutes with the turtles was um, probably the only yeah. Zen moment. Okay. Yeah. Where he truly was like, "Look, I got turtles." Yeah. That that was lucky. That was amazing. They just wanted to take one more walk on the beach, and well, sure. There it was. Yeah. Incredible. Very cool. Aaron, origin story. Origin story. Where'd you come from? I was born. <laughs> A single child billionaire, and I was okay until my parents were killed in a dark alley. Mm. No way. I always get this part confused. Mm. Uh, I, I'm uh, hesitant to say this in a New York street art podcast, but I'm originally from Boston. Don't hit me. Um, <laughs> thank, thank you for knowing. I live. She's I'm cop to it. That's all right. <laughs> she's not you wearing. You guys are so fucking mean to Bostonians. <laughs> She's not wearing socks colors, so it's all good. I Had she come in with the really socks hat on. I don't know what socks. I mean, okay. <laughs> so, like, sports. Defi- okay, anyway. that's a That makes you a cool okay. Bostonian. Um, it's when you're I, patriots in socks that there yeah, are issues. Yeah, I don't. What are those things? So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I've lived in a lot of places all over the world. Um, actually, I moved to New York about five years ago, and before that, I was living in Alcamal. So that's my connection to that area. Okay. I originally went down for a different artist residency, and I just didn't leave. Word to the wise. All the artists who were crying said they wanted to move there. It's totally doable and amazing. <laughs> um, well, you, you were an, an artist as well. Is that yes, your background? Yes, I am an artist. Your... Um, I make a lot of uh, mixed media. I work okay. in traditional media, and I combine it with cutting-edge tech. Um, I'm actually now a muralist, yes, and I'll be making some augmented reality murals coming up soon, so keep an eye out for that around New York. Um, But, yeah, I've always been an artist, and uh, I do a lot of different things. So, yeah, feel free to check my stuff out on IG as well. Um, Yeah, that's my origin story. I like it. I came to New York to be, like, a real artist. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of one who was hanging out on a beach looking at turtles, <laughs> which is also a really nice also way to valid. be an artist. Yeah, I know. No complaints, but that all fits under the Al- same umbrella. Yeah, Akamal's <laughs> so small that honestly, I really wasn't making art. Like, if you go to the local cafe to people watch, there's only a handful of restaurants there. You're really just rudely staring at your neighbors because the community's so small. <laughs> so I realized I needed some human misery and texture in my life. Like that texture Again, yeah. was human overpopulation yeah, was something exactly. like, really need, missing. Right. I need anonymity <laughs> and weird people who are like, where did that come from? Yeah. And of course, you know, the, if paradise is just not good for art. If you're like most artists, you're also slightly ADHD. So a place like that yeah. gets very, um, well, you get very calm and peaceful. It's horrible. Yeah. Paradise, man. <laughs> oh yeah. It but the soul. You don't want to compete with God. God, all that stuff. You're like, look at that beautiful ocean. Look at those clouds. Time to hang it up. What the fuck? <laughs> like, so yeah, that's why I came here. <laughs> What's your thoughts, uh, Big Ronnie, on uh, the 
tech and uh, art uh, coming together in this uh, augmented reality? As far as as far back <clears throat> as I go in technology, and I'm a tech guy, everybody knows this. I, I was always using technology to make pictures. Let's yeah. you know, cool. uh, uh, Microsoft Paint on the computer. Remember uh, Mario Draw with the mouse pad where you draw oh. drew oh. things on Super Mario on on the the old uh, what was it the old Tandy computers. You'd program yeah. the lines of code just to draw yeah. a picture of a skull. <laughs> or we did one where it was a fi- uh, middle finger flipping off at like I seven had a years trash old. trash Exactly. Those, those types of... So I was always... I was always... I never wanted to program to make another program or make a computer or make something functional. I wanted to make something pretty with technology. And I think in today's world with, with 3D and motion capture and, you know, just all the, 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 the bleeding edge tech out there... It's 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 imminent. Like you could you every medium is available digital today. And I have to say, some of my best artistic experiences lately have been VR. Really? Oh my gosh! A guy down in Miami last year had created VR with artwork, and you just wove your cool. way through fantasy sci-fi land for like fifteen minutes, Lovely. and it was therapeutic. I mean, yeah, it was yeah. like life changing. Whoa! So. That's what I like that the idea, the augmented reality can go one step further. Can you imagine going up to a wall with a VR helmet on and it can instantly like download and take you into that painting and into the world behind the trees and yeah. See what I like about augmented reality is how it blends into everyday life. Mm -hmm. If it's, Oh, I have to wear this thing and I have to do this and I have to do that. It's not as seamless as just hanging onto your cell phone and opening up an app. Mm-hmm. Or Google oh, Glasses true. and just looking through something mm-hmm. like this. This you know the the video games of today, like Red Dead Redemption. Uh-huh. Think about putting on your Red Dead Redemption glasses mm-hmm. or turning on the game through your glasses, and everybody looks like a cowboy. Mm-hmm. And now you're in a western. No, I'm I'm serious. That's yeah, yeah. what's coming. Oh no, that would be. I was just picturing that's <laughs> you don't no, want, it'd be, you don't it's awesome. Live, it's like you, you don't want to live in West your living world. room. <laughs> you're not going to have to for long. You want to see a Picasso on the wall every time you come home. You're going to be able to. Yeah. yeah. So just think about designing your own virtual worlds and now making them that interactive. But, you, you know, the stickers you showed me before, your your augmented reality, these cool stickers, it, it's, a, it's a taste of the future. Mm-hmm. And why why does it make sense to you to blend that type of tech into it instead of just using... You know, uh, Photoshop and every other digital tool just to create still images. Oh, uh, analog medium mediums are really important to me. Uh, all of my work I maintain has to be, uh, you have to be able to enjoy it without the tech, actually, because um, I am definitely not a technophobe, but I'm not a tech evangelist either. And I feel like it's very easy for people to mistakenly think that that stuff is everything, that it's all and nothing is all. So, you know, you can have the virtual experience and you can have the tactile analog experience and they're both really great. But and you should we're have very, both. I, ideally, to me, you should layers. have both. Layers. Layers. I'm really into layer and all my work is very layered and I really believe that one of the fortunate time, things about this time is we get to curate our own life experience based on how much technology we invite minute to minute into our, our world. Minority um, Report. Yeah. Remember that movie? Yeah. Tom Cruise, Dragon uh-huh. stuff around? That's today. Yeah. That's now. Yeah, That's I know. existing. I know, yeah. Just We're like in a that. feedback loop, too, where that stuff excites people and inspires design, and then 
vice versa. And then the real thing inspires film. But, you know, you brought up a really interesting, I'm often thinking about um, AR and what happens when the peripherals get really good or they go away altogether. They have to. And I would like to just throw it as a question to horrify you all. What is it going to be like when we don't actually have to all agree on a baseline reality? There's no answer to this question. I'm just, yeah, just have a good weekend. What? <laughs> because the other thing that AR does is occlusion. Oh, yeah. So there's I mean, some we're really already, problematic, interesting, like, what and if we're I decide I, I want to live in the effects of that on society. Yeah, right. where I don't have to see any homeless people. Or I can talk to or, people on the street now because no, the internet no, no, gave no, me. Entering, uh, it, you don't black think. Magic, well, anyway. Black, so my, my, are they going to show up mirrors. as something you don't trip over? No, yeah. no, it's black just occlusion. Mirror, exactly. Yeah. It's just occlusion. Right. It's just, they're just gone. So, yeah, no, but I, increasingly tech mm-hmm. is also giving us that option where we don't have to agree on a baseline reality anymore. Uh, and I think that's very interesting. I think it's potentially very frightening. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like I said, we're seeing but the could effect. Be, I don't know. Maybe already. other people will find... Uh, realities that they share that are very cohesive. So maybe it's a new way, the same way the internet has taken away, but also connected people who would have never been able to be friends before along interests like I, you know, I collect rare twine from the 1920s and I found the other 10 people on earth who like do the same thing. And we, yeah. Like there's a, something beautiful about that too. I had a, just, I, I had so. a tech conversation with one of my clients this week and he was considering uh, investing in a company that is high, high speed data. Uh-huh. Okay. Fios is nice. I get a gigabit in the house. It's fast. There's no latency. Fiber is beautiful. But this is like 10 times the the, 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 the latency. It's, it's, yeah. it's much faster, much quicker. And there are industries being built around this high speed stuff. Uh-huh. Combine this with the inevitable arrival of real wireless technology yep okay right now our wireless is conductive it has to be touching yep okay the military is up to five inches now Uh don't make any jokes there ladies (laughs) think about when you can put something in a room and every device around it is powered Uh think about the art installations think about Uh what what can be uh projected or or augmented or whatever without wires yeah. and the places That's you drowning can go us today playstation vr is dope uh-huh. oculus rift is dope uh-huh. but i'm not walking around yeah, with these the wires and a big no. helmet and mm-hmm. until that mm-hmm. stuff is, is uh-huh. but until it's it's um blended uh-huh. it's never gonna be invisible there's always mm-hmm. tech here it's always gonna be in a closet or somewhere but until it's invisible yeah. i don't think it's gonna really be caught on yeah, yeah, um, for sure. Um, I love that we're having this conversation mm. now when your core uh, subject is art that is super analog and super mm. public and that mm. you don't get to choose whether you see it or not. I love and, it. It's and, the and opposite and of very augmented reality. ephemeral, yeah. too. Very ephemeral and very, very ephemeral. activist exactly. in nature. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's totally poetic. It's the blending of the this, two so. that are going to be like, yeah, I love, I love that. I love well, blending. I'm, I'm, I mean, yeah. I'll be that guy. I'm, I don't mind seeing targeted ads. Why would I want to see ads that you want to see? Right. Exactly. Um, right. right. I mean, I mean, I don't mind targeted, targeted ads, ads except for the fact that I spent a good deal of my childhood reading dystopian science fiction. Right. Oh, yeah. So targeted ads kind of creep me yes. out on a different yes. level. You're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. Like when, I'd rather see ads when from me. Yes, I doubt though that the phone is actually listening <laughs> and, to yes, you. And. So, I mean, you, you realize you could have a commercial about I want red turtle socks 
I mean, you could have rather a conversation and say, I want red turtle socks and never type it on your phone. And oh, two yeah. days later, an ad Tur- for red turn turtle off your socks. Microphone. You'll get much weirder. It's getting, ads. yeah. You it's, really will. <laughs> it's, it's bizarre how quickly. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, they are listening to us and they've proven it. Google was founded by Russian gangsters. <laughs> Can we just stop there? And technologists. Ooh, this, this podcast did not go. We went seriously. We're I down the side by rabbit like hole. We went from baby happy turtles. Mexico, <laughs> baby turtles, to, and happy holidays. Woo! Ooh, I love it. But I mean, you know we're what? On the edge of Buddhism. It really is a great conversation because art really is. I mean, the street <laughs> street art is tells you this. Yes. Years before it happens for real. Yes. yes. If you're smart and you watch the street art around you, you know when the tanks are coming. Right. Seriously, <laughs> keep your ears to the Again, streets. It's dark. <laughs> well, it's uh, I mean, right. that's why you know we, people have taken to the streets for that reason. And whatever you know, we, we, how do we communicate with each other? But right. the flip side is a project like you just did. The benefit to the community has mm-hmm. just begun mm-hmm. because it's going to change. Because you said the beachside and the pueblo, they got along. The they came together, they which girl. means they're going to come together more as a community the, the rest of the year. Well, yes, but yes. the children, but End what I'm story. also saying is you've, you have broken ground in creating paths mm-hmm. that weren't there before, mm-hmm. that people are going to go back and forth when you're not there, when they aren't, when it's not even about the art, yeah. we when it has to do with so. other things. Yeah. yeah, so. I mean, that's the power and value. Yeah. Yeah. Ladies, you made me want to go to Mexico. I'm sorry I missed it. <laughs> Next year, and we're gonna we're uh, we're gonna fill up that villa next year. Excellent, absolutely. <laughs> I look I, forward I, to I, having to kill it. And it's guys. quiet <laughs> enough; you can probably escape the technology for a little while longer. Well, we'll, see. Know, <laughs> we'll see. Nothing lasts in the jungle except tarantulas. Uh, <laughs> all right, ladies, can you please run down your Instagram so that our listeners and the, your new jealous artists that want to come to Mexico next year can track you down. And the mailing list. All of that, please. Uh, I'm Walking Girl NYC on Instagram. I have a link on my page to our mailing list, so sign up. You can also go to the Akumal Arts Festival Instagram page. The link is also there, and you can see the rundown of all the amazing art that happened over our festival. Uh, And my Instagram is Erin, E-R-I-N, Co, K-O, Studios. And yeah, you can find me there and see what I'm up to. And yeah, it's all good. One more thing. And also not to, there's about five articles, I believe, on Sold Magazine of uh, information about what happened in the first year. We had two rounds of interviews. There was a work in progress. There was uh, the the article about the the kids. Uh There was a wrap up. Mm -hmm. Um, um, So there was a lot of information on Sold Magazine as well. And lots of awesome photos. Yes. Yeah. I mean, amazing. My stuff. favorite photo, can I just say, is the Mr. Pervert photo. John's photo. That was that was my favorite photo. <laughs> was it of him on the horse or was it of Justin? Oh, that was a good one, too. Oh, that was, that a, was good a good one, one yes. too. No, Shout Pervert had his, um, had his uh, T-shirt wrapped around his head. Yes, yeah. and uh, his back was glistening. Yes. It yeah. was so hot. It also it was, was uh, featured in the November <laughs> staff shots. Also, on the, the there was a photo from two photos from Akamal in the November staff shots. Just shamelessly plugging Sold Magazine. 
Oh, no, you sold did it's such sold an amazing, amazing job. We're so grateful to the coverage we got and, and everybody, again, like John and Christy, super ha- professional. Happy, happy to, happy to no, help you out. You guys have been so generous, so thank you very much. You're very it's welcome. Great. Thank you very much coming in today. And we are sold out with Erin and Rena, the Akumal ladies. Have a nice day, everybody. <laughs>